Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a hot minute. Really sorry about that. Welcome to episode five of How to Teenager. Today it's part one of my mini series about body image, and I'm going to be talking about my experience. Normally I do that really annoying paragraph that I start every episode, but if I have to listen to that paragraph one more time on top of listening to my voice every time I edit a recording, I will purposefully make myself deaf. So instead, I am just gonna apologize for how long it's taken for me to record. It's been like two months. Mm -hmm. Hate to admit it, really sorry. But a shitload has happened. So please cut me some slack. Firstly, I kind of lost inspiration and I don't wanna do my episodes half-assed. I have a lot of topics to talk about. I just didn't know how to talk about it with the most content and the most juiciness, if that makes sense. And so I just kind of threw it behind me for a while and I was really, really lazy. But about two weeks ago, someone very near and dear to my heart, they're lucky that they that important to me, decided to give me our favorite virus. You know which one. So because I was sitting for 10 days on my own, nearly went clinically insane, I managed to get a lot of time to just think and get inspiration. And the most prevalent issue for me at that time is, well, at this time actually still, is body image. Because all you can do when you're in isolation is sit, watch Netflix, eat, look at yourself in the mirror, watch everyone else having the holiday of their lives in their bikinis and whatever and feel crap really crap so it is an issue that I have a lot to say about and I'm also going to do just a side note I'm going to do an episode about coronavirus because I feel like a lot of us are slacking up I mean that is exactly how I got it well actually that is how that person got it because they didn't wear their mask properly and then they gave it to me anyways that's a whole other story um but I'm not going to do the episode about it now because I'm still kind of dealing with the after effects of it. So I'd rather speak about it once I've had the full experience so I can give you guys the full rundown because it's really not a fun game you want to play. Anyways, back to the issue at hand. Normally I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't share my experience. I've shared it with very few people. But because ultimately what I want to do with my podcast is help people, I can't do that without giving you guys something to relate to and getting my own experiences off my chest. So I'm going to tell my story now, finally, after all that psychobabble. Disclaimer, it is pretty dark because I'm not going to say deep because some of you kids have the minds of nine-year-olds, but it is my story. So I'm just going to tell it the way that I feel the most comfortable. Okay, actually getting into it now. Firstly, I'm going to talk about my childhood. Um, when I was a kid, my body image was so, so amazing. That's, that, that's the only way I can put it. I mean, I'd run on the beach drinking as many red grape ties as I want with my aerial bikini and my belly bouncing over my bikini bottom and honestly not caring in the world what anyone thought about me. I mean, my mom tells me I used to run up to random people on the beach and be like, hey, do you want to be friends? If they said no, I'd be like, lacquer and then go find some other friends. Honestly, wish I had that same confidence today. 
but it was it was a good time and I think that's the only way you can lead your childhood you know not really caring having a good time just playing enjoying your food because it's not if you're a kid and you're like oh my god but there's like 20 grams of carbs in this I can't eat this you're not it's not a childhood that stuff that's left for adult life enjoy your life as a kid so I would say my childhood was pretty good. I mean, I was a little bit chubs, but that was the only way I could really enjoy life, I feel. So I'm not guilty about it. I actually wish I could go back to it. But it the the idea of body image and, you know, being fat and skinny and whatever, I think started getting instilled in me by my dad who would, when I was, for example, just sitting down on a chair or something, he would come and grab my belly fat and be like, oh, you need to lose this. Or we'd just be out in public and he'd see really fit and slim woman walk past and say, oh, she's check her out, check that ass, whatever. And then he'd see more curvaceous women walk past and he would show throw a look of disgust. Or he would say, I'm not going to go into the details because some of those things were really derogatory. At that time, you know, you think, oh, stop being such a creepy old man, dad. But I'm still talking about it. And it's how many years later. So it obviously stuck with me. And I think that's kind of where it began. Luckily, social media hadn't actually become an important thing at that stage yet. So that didn't really have much of an effect on me quite yet. Um, as you guys all know, as I, if you listen to my second episode where I talked about my rounds at... I'm quite a, quite a hoe in the schooling industry. Um, if you listen to that one... And so at the first school that I was at, which was that all-girls school, things were actually really good. I enjoyed that school up until a point where people start developing their own personalities. Because I was, you know, more confident and I was really tall, a little bit chubbier than everyone else, I immediately stuck out like a sore thumb, which made me an easy target. So I was bullied for my weight in particular. And that was kind of when my issues with my body began and I remember because I left that school at the end of my grade five year and I remember the December of that year I went on holiday with my mom and she bought me a bikini I never wore bikinis and I put it on and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I just burst into tears and I was like mom tell me that I don't look like this I need to do something about this so that was when I started exercising my dad started giving me some routines and we would work out together for a while and then I went to my co-ed school which was in grade six honestly those two years again like I stopped caring again about my body image because I was so happy no one made fun of me really I mean I do remember at some point this one boy said to me at the end of grade seven how does it feel to be as fat as you are or something like that honestly don't even remember because I didn't care at that point but that was that was literally it it didn't really matter to me what I looked like. So I basically just ate whatever I wanted. And I did a lot of sports. So I was active and I still woke up like three or four mornings in the week before school to do like a quick 30 minute workout or something. So it's not like I was completely being a lechat and letting myself go. I mean, I was taking care of myself, just being healthy. I wasn't the skinniest person in the world, but I was happy and that was all that mattered to me. So my body image wasn't a thing. But also social media started becoming a more... Uh, how should I say, prevalent, sorry, I use that word a lot, um, force in our generation. So obviously, you know, when you're scrolling through Instagram and stuff, then you pick up on little, just little things here and there. So I was good 
Then I went to high school and that was actually when all of my issues, all of my issues actually started because it was okay at the beginning. It was, again, it was that all girls school, but because everyone was so competitive there, I was struggling to make friends with people because they, instead of seeing you as an ally, everyone would see you as competition. Even if you were friends with someone, you were constantly trying to one up them. Really toxic, I know, but it, it, it was what it was. I also wasn't getting as much attention from guys and I wasn't getting as much attention from guys anymore because automatically for me I make friends with guys easier which is why that co-ed school was good for me because I had a lot of guy friends and things were things were relaxed you know I we were all actually friends everyone was friends with everyone but when I got to this high school you know everyone goes their own ways so I lost a lot of my contacts with them and I generally struggle to make friends with girls so it was like a double whammy for me so initially then my instinct was to say what is wrong with myself why are people not being friends with me and my dumbass thought that oh yeah it's because I'm chubby that the girls aren't talking to me just listen to how stupid that sounds it sounds really stupid to me now but it makes sense in it made sense to me in that time so I started going on diets that year. I could went on every diet you could think of. Intermittent fasting, banting, you name it. But in my mind, it was all bullshit because I didn't lose any weight. And I was still exercising a lot consistently throughout that year, but nothing really changed for me. I mean, some diets work for some people. I believe that. But for me, those diets just did not work. Then in about September, I was, you know, those like really ghetto lose weight fast apps and stuff. Um, ads that you see on Instagram so this one for v-shred came up and I know it's really dumb but at that stage I thought it was a godsend so I went on it paid about like 1600 rand I know took a lot of convincing on my mom's side but I was I was really unhappy and I know she just wanted to help me but I went on this website and they introduced me to the concept of calorie counting to be quite honest, I have not heard about one instance where calorie counting has turned out to help that person for the better. Very honestly, I don't think it, it's, it's a good way to go about it. Um, and I mean, maybe it worked for someone, but for most people I've seen from what I've researched, it, it, it's just the start of the end. So I started with their meal plans, which was pretty good. You know, I was losing weight consistently and I was doing their workouts, which was like five, 30 minutes um, at a time, five days a week. So it was really relaxed and I was losing weight. It wasn't anything excessive and I was pretty happy. But you know, when you finish the meal plans that they give you, you don't want to keep repeating and eating the same thing over and over again. So then I decided to start my own little meal plan. But of course, to do that, I realized I had to count calories. And so I downloaded an app that could count my calories for me. And as dumb as I was, I then started limiting my calorie intake to about 700 calories a day for about two months, still exercising the same amount. And I lost about eight kgs between November and December of that year. Really unhealthy. I know. I know, guys. Please, that's not an achievement. There's some really stupid idea out there that losing a lot of weight in a short period of time is great but it's not because it's it's most probably not healthy it's unrealistic so yeah just get that in your brains now 
And also TMI, but that was when my period started getting irregular because I already have my period. So I got this thing which is called secondary amenorrhea, which is when your period is on for a month and then it goes away for a few months and then it comes back and then it's away for a few months and it's back for a month, etc. And that was when it started was when I'd lost all this weight, like November of that year. I realized also at that point that I kind of stopped being myself because I was denying myself all of the really delicious foods that I used to have pretty often. Um, I mean, it was kind of unhealthy, but I was still enjoying like a pizza every now and again and a burger every now and again and some ice cream. At that stage, I completely just said no. I was like, I can't have anything, nothing at all. And so it takes a toll on you if you just suddenly cut all of those things out of your life. So firstly, I think I got a little bit depressed by that. And also when it comes to an eating disorder, because you're so controlled and obsessed about the amount of calories in food and how much you exercise, etc., it's almost like your personality falls away because you're only focused on food and your life revolves around it. And it's almost like the real me, like the confident, lively, bubbly, whatever you want to call it, me was locked up somewhere in a dungeon in the depths of the earth. And this other persona kind of took a hold of me, which was more irritable, you know, less lively, less willing to go out, more eager to control, more lonely in general, because that's that's what happens with with EDs. And it was it I that part of me, that persona was in control for a long time. I'd say she only kind of went away about a year and a half later. But uh I'll I'll get there. So then at the end of that year, well, this is now in December, um, I remember also my dad started tuning me now for being too skinny. So it was like, whatever I did wasn't good enough. But I then went to my mom and I asked her for help because I knew that what I was doing wasn't healthy. I just didn't know how to help myself. So in January of 2019, I moved schools to a co-ed school and things were going pretty well. And I thought, you know, this is a new beginning for me and let's quit while we're ahead with this whole eating disorder thing. Because it wasn't um, a clinical diagnosis yet. So I went to the dietitian, but she didn't really help me lose weight. I mean, <laughs> lose weight. I mean, gain weight. The last thing I needed was to lose more weight. Um, so my mom was, obvi- I was happy with it because I was like, yes, this lady's letting me do what I want, which was still controlling my eating and counting calories because that had become a place of comfort for me. So my mom was like, no, you need to move dietitians. And this was like a month, about a month later. Then I went to a new dietitian and they she gave me a very strict eating plan where you have to eat the same thing every day. And the reasoning behind that, just for all the kids at break who would ask me the question, I think I got asked this at least twice a day. Why do you eat that every day? Why do you eat that bread? Normally, my excuse was, yeah, I'm just allergic to this. I can't eat that. I like eating the same thing every day because I'm boring. But it was for this reason. When you have an eating disorder, dietitians tend to give you a strict eating plan where you eat the same thing every day consistently because you have a feeling of control then because you're having the same thing every day. So it's not something that gives you anxiety. You can find comfort in it because normally you find comfort and control. So it's like channeling that habit, but in a more positive light. So I started with her and to be honest, it was really uncomfortable for me because it felt like food was being shoved down my throat. I had to eat so much and I was still exercising because for me, that's a big antidepressant. So, I mean, she did it to kind of cater my needs as well, but it was just like a lot of food. 
So a part of me was still really resistant. And I also at that point then started seeing a psychologist. I went to her for the whole of 2019 as well. But things kind of went, the year went on and, you know, my school started getting a little bit worse again. Um, I kind of saw the true colors. I was no longer the new kid. So the excitement and buzz about Olivia von Onslin was gone. And so things started looking down a bit. Then I said to my mom, you know, because this dietitian, she was also really intimidating. Like whenever I lost more weight, instead of picking up, she would give me such a disappointed look. And it literally felt like she was melting my soul when she looked at me like that. But I think it was also just a thing about me still being that persona being resistant to wanting to gaining weight because as unhealthy as it is, I took satisfaction in losing weight, even though I knew it was unhealthy. Then about halfway through the year, because that lady was really hectic, I was like, no, I want to make her proud. I want to do this for her. I wasn't doing it for myself. That's one of the biggest red flags. So then I ate more and I picked up some weight and things were going well again. And I was at my healthiest weight throughout the whole saga at that point. And that was when I applied for modeling. I know some people will be like, oh, but now you're contradicting. You're entering a really bad industry, whatever. But it's not like that. There are a lot of misconceptions about that, to be quite honest. And I was happy with myself at that point. Boss was happy with me at that point. And I thought it would be good to just give me an introduction to the industry because it was something I've been looking to do for quite a while. And it kept me happy. Then I went on holiday to Vietnam, Malaysia area, and I lost a lot of weight again because I had a stomach bug. So not really my fault, but also eating out at restaurants gave me a lot of anxiety and that was all that you could do. So again, like restriction kicked in because that was my place of comfort. So then when I came back, um, I went to this new diet, well, the same dietitian, and she literally screamed at me. It was the scariest thing in my life. So I said to my mom, please, please can can I move because she's making this about her it's not about me so then yet again I moved dietitians it seems like I'm also quite a popular one in the rounds of dietitians I must say so I went to another dietitian that my psychologist referred me to and she was a lot nicer um, but she clinically diagnosed me with anorexia and at that point I had lost a further six kgs from the beginning of the year so in total I lost let's see if I can math, 14 kgs in less than a year. So it was going okay with this girl and things were okay. I was with the psychologist and we were speaking about my issues, you know, uncovering why I was, I had my eating disorder. I'm not going to go into the depths about that because I feel like that's a little too personal, but it was, it helped me in some way, but she never gave me tools to deal with it. So it was kind of like, it's, it's like you're busy drowning in the ocean. It's like throwing someone a rope and not teaching them how to use it or if that makes sense because a rope is pretty easy to use. <laughs> that, was a dumb, that was a really dumb metaphor, but you understand what I mean. So it wasn't, it wasn't really that helpful. But after I saw this new dietitian, things started going a little bit okay again. And then in December of that year, that I saw her at the beginning of the so December of 2019. I saw her for the last time and then I went on a holiday. Also, another side note, throughout the whole of 2019, I got sick at the, literally at the click of a finger. If a little wind blew on me, I would have a flu for a week. So I was, a, I, I was basically a huge supplier of med lemons. I mean, if you went on camp with me, 
I could probably have been a drug dealer with all the vitamins and whatever that I was taking. Not because I was sick, but out of precautionary measures. So because my immune system was just so bloody weak, like also my hair got so thin. I had those little hairs on my back, which felt really uncomfortable. Whenever I sat on a chair, I could feel my bones like digging into the chair. And it's like I couldn't sit for long periods of time or it would start to ache. And yeah, I bruised really easily. I got, I also became anemic. So, you know, when you stand up and you just get a little woozy, like you've just smoked a huge joint, had that feeling all the time. And it's not a good feeling. It's not the good kind. So I wasn't healthy. And then in December of that year, I got a Fitbit, which was probably the worst thing that could have happened because that started my, that added to my obsession with getting 10,000 steps every single day. I mean, I'd literally walk around the house in circles just to get 10,000 steps. And at the beginning of this year at school, I don't know if you were at school with me, but instead of socializing at break, I would just walk around in circles just just to get my step count in. And I was obsessed with burning a certain amount of calories every day. And I was still counting my calories throughout the whole period. I just did not tell my dietitians that, obviously. So it was... It was really, it, it was really bad. I mean, I also, because my, that other persona took a hold of me, I was more irritable. So I fought with my mom a lot and we are as close as anything. So that took a huge toll on our relationship. It was difficult for me to get close with my dad again, because I mean, he was a big contribution to my issues in the first place. Um, I also kind of had some bad friendships with people in the past where if they lost weight, then they would like show it off as an achievement. Then I'd feel guilty. So if I lost weight, then they would feel envious towards me and whatever, super toxic friendships. And so all of those things kind of added to how I was feeling about my body um, throughout the whole period. And also I was made fun of a lot for being really skinny, but in my mind, I didn't care because I I was kind of satisfied about it because it's more like, at least I'm not fat. But I think a lot of my friends didn't tune me to be nasty. I think it was their way of expressing care and concern. They just didn't know how else to say it to me. But I just decided to turn a blind eye and be like, okay, yeah, keep calling me ironing board, keep calling me fucking plank or slender woman. I actually like it as horrible as it is to say and so it didn't it's like whatever anyone else was saying around me just did not register and I was not being myself throughout that whole period I also had a lot of anxiety and I doubted myself a lot and then I also started to doubt my or have insecurities about my personality because it wasn't who I normally am whatever it was just a really dark place for me so at the beginning of this year in January, I didn't actually see my dietitian again. And I also didn't see my psychologist again. Instead, I took a completely different path, a whole 180. And it was going, seeing this kind of spiritual lady, I promise I didn't smoke a huge joint before this, but it was an amazing experience for me. Because instead of identifying my issues and constantly talking about my issues we focused on getting the real me back so that I could realize what I was doing to myself was unhealthy because when you have an eating disorder you don't care about your health you just care about not eating and being skinny 
no matter how unhealthy you are. So she really, she helped me with meditation. She gave me a lot of tools as well to, that I kind of did every week. And we talked about all of my issues on a deeper level, which kind of, it, it, it was transformative. I mean, in the month, in, in this period that I saw her, I changed drastically, which was for about six months that I saw her. And I mean, although what happened at the beginning of lockdown, I mean, I started exercising excessively, like twice a day. This was still while I was seeing her. Twice a day, hectic cardio, about an hour each session. I was eating a lot, but I still don't know it was enough. But my body was so physically sore. I mean, there were days, some days for like a week, I could not walk because my back was so painful and my knees were sore my calves were sore I was just waiting for a big accident and my mom was also I think specifically worried because it's in the height of COVID and my immune system is compromised but then in about May June of this year I realized myself thanks to all of the spiritual work that I'd done that this is not okay I need to listen to my body I I can't do this to myself anymore. So I threw that Fitbit away. I deleted that calorie counting app and I haven't done any of that since. Quick little pat on the back for me there. And I also created a much healthier exercise routine, which I've stuck to since. And I've noticed the difference because I'm doing, instead of a lot of cardio, I've been doing more weight training. So I managed to actually through, from June up until now, I've reached my goal weight and Um, also I forgot to mention in December I got full on amenorrhea so for 11 months 10 months I didn't have my period scariest actually no it was 11 months scariest 11 months of my life and so I finally got it back like two months ago when I reached my goal weight Um, and it was nice because I felt confident I felt good because I felt strong and I haven't gotten sick well I hadn't gotten sick at all this year I mean probably the mask and the sanitizers also play a role but my immune system I felt a lot stronger I stopped being anemic my hormones were in balance again I lost my hair became a lot thicker my skin became a lot um richer so I wasn't as like pale and frail as I used to be and everything kind of took a turn for the better. I also started being myself because my life didn't completely revolve around eating. Instead, I focused on eating intuitively. So that's like listening to your body, eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full type of thing. And since then, my life, my quality of life has been so much better. My relationships with my friends and stuff have improved because I lost a lot of my friends in the time because, you know, when they invite you out, it's like, oh, but what am I going to eat? So I just wouldn't go out at all. Now I focus on, I'm going out because I want to spend time with my friends. I'm not going out to eat. So I made a lot more friends. I met some really amazing people that I'm so grateful that I met. And I wouldn't have met them if I hadn't gotten over my issues. And I felt a lot better in myself. I think my modeling agency also expressed signs of concern when I was so skinny. And I could, I think I, I, I felt a lot more comfortable in photo shoots and stuff after I'd reached a healthy weight. I mean, I look back at those photos and I cannot believe that I was that skinny and I let myself get to that point. But it's, it's hard to see that when you're in there because it's also like a form of body dysmorphia because I'd look in the mirror and I'd still think that I was fat despite the fact that I looked like a skeleton in a school lab. But 
it was it was a difficult experience for me, but I'm so glad that I finally got out of it this year, thanks to the journey that I took. I mean, it depends on who you are. Sometimes dietitians and psychologists do work for you and help you get out of it, but I just found that those pathways didn't help me properly deal with my issues. It was more just naming them and bringing them up, but it didn't give me tools to get rid of them or live with them, if that makes sense, or better them. If I hadn't got into my goal weight, I would not have been able to make it through coronavirus like I did now. My body would have been so compromised because I also had pneumonia twice in my life and I used to get bronchitis all the time when I was little. So this, I, I, I'm just grateful it didn't go into my chest at all. That I didn't need to go into hospital for God forbid ICU like so many people are. So I'm just really grateful for my health at the moment. And that was something that I did not prioritize in the past. So the main things that I kind of learned from this whole experience. Because I don't want to ramble on forever because that's basically the end of my story. But I just want to highlight the things that I learned. So firstly, as I said, health takes priority because that is something that you take with you wherever you go. It doesn't matter whether you have an extra kg or if you have minus a kg, your health is always going to be there. And so it is really, really important to look after that. And so that is something that you need to focus on. And as long as you're healthy in your body, it doesn't matter the way that your body looks. And another thing I learned is that your personality is also a lot more important than your body image. Because I lost my personality for a while and it was like, even if I did start dating guys or getting friends, it was like they were friends with me for a little while because they were attracted to my body. But then because my personality was kind of lackluster and I had a lot of, I was, I had a lot of negativity in me those relationships didn't stick. And now that I have my personality back, I feel more positive. And instead of being low all the time and feeling high on some days, no, I don't mean drug, drug high. Um, I'm now in a good mood most of the time and only have my low moments every now and again, because that's normal. It's normal to, you know, some days feel like bloated and gross and whatever. Another thing, those are the days that are also not so uh, showcased on social media. And that is why we're led to believe that it's not normal, but it is. But I'll get onto that rant on another episode. Another thing I learned is that there are healthy, healthy ways to get to where you want to go and you just need to be patient. It might take time, but there are healthy ways to change the things that you don't like about yourself. And so that can be whether it be diets or exercise, just make sure you're doing it in a way that agrees with your body and your health. And also, if you feel like you're going into unhealthy tendencies or eating disorder tendencies, do not be afraid to ask for help and listen to the people around you because they are only speaking out of care and concern. Then lastly, everybody has a different preference. Everybody has a different body. Our bodies are wired differently. So there is no way that you can criticize your growth or your fittest being to someone else's I mean compare it to someone else's because your fittest and best looking body is different to Cara Levine's or whatever other model you can think of so you just need to know what works for you 
deal with what you've got, love what you've got and find the best way to work with what you've got. And you need to listen to your own body's needs. I cannot stress listening to your body anymore because I neglected my body for so long and it gave me neglect in return in terms of illness and losing my period and whatever. So those are my little golden nuggets that I've taken from my whole experience. But I'll go into more detail later. There's still a couple episodes coming in the series. I'm doing an interview with a girl from Argentina, hopefully an episode with one of my guy friends, because also I feel like body image amongst males is an undermined and completely undiscussed and neglected topic. So I want to bring that up a bit. And I'm also just going to give my advice and talk about it a little bit more, probably. So I'm not going to ramble on anymore. And I hope you guys could learn from this. And if you are going through the same thing, please know that you do not, you're not alone. So many people have gone through the same thing. And that's something that I wish I knew. So I'm just hoping that this sparks some type of inspiration in you to change for the better if things aren't going so great. But know that I'm here for you. You can message me on Instagram if you want to ask any questions or talk about it any further. It's literally just my full name, Olivia van Anselen, because I'm really open and easy about anything. So don't stress. But that's it. I'm not going to talk for any longer. And thanks so much for listening, guys. Stay posted. Till next time. Oh, 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 o